not have any live opera performances happening this fall, but opera learning opportunities are still available. Find out more on today's episode of the Metropolitan Opera Guild podcast. The Metropolitan Opera Guild is dedicated to enriching people's lives through an awareness and deeper appreciation of opera. Our podcast features lectures and events presented by the Guild in support of performances at the Metropolitan Opera. The Metropolitan Opera Guild podcast is funded in part by support from the Stuart J. Pierce Memorial Fund. To learn more, visit metguild.org. It's September, and that traditionally means the start of the opera season and a brand new season of programs presented at the Metropolitan Opera Guild. However, as most of you know, live performances at the Met are still on hold. I'm sure that many of you have been taking advantage of the Met's nightly streams of past performances or perhaps the new Met Stars and Concert series. I know we all look forward to returning to the Met Opera House and enjoying live opera very soon. Here at the Guild, we have been busy adapting our fall programming to continue learning in the virtual classroom. We are thrilled to announce that two of the Guild's most popular programs, our Opera Boot Camp and our Score Reading Series, will be presented via our online learning platform. On today's podcast episode, we'll learn a bit more about these exciting digital offerings. Opera Boot Camp is one of the most popular courses at the Guild. Each season, we pick a topic to explore over the course of four lectures, providing the audience with a fun, engaging, and in-depth exploration of the operatic art form. Over the years, we've explored a variety of topics, from conductors and conducting to French opera, to exoticism in opera, to femme fatales. This fall, we're extremely excited to take a closer look at the journey it takes to become an opera singer as we explore an introduction to operatic singing. I'm Stuart Holt, Director of School Programs and Community Engagement, and I couldn't think of anyone better to tell us more about Opera Boot Camp and the topic for this fall than our Opera Boot Camp instructor and my co-host, Naomi Veritera. Thanks, Stuart. I am excited to teach this class because I think that there is so much that goes into being an opera singer that doesn't really meet the eye when you're sitting in the audience. When you're watching an opera or listening to an opera, you hear the final polished product. You don't really get a sense of everything that led up to that particular moment. And I just have such a deep respect for opera singers. It really is a job and a career that takes an entire lifetime of dedication. It really is an amazing role to be in, but it takes so much work. So I think the exciting thing about this boot camp is that we get to peel back the layers of what it takes to get to that final moment when you get to sing those arias or sing those roles, and also look at what it takes to maintain that kind of singing and that type of career. So we're looking at what goes into being an opera singer, all the different types of training, the different tools that singers have, how they go about planning their careers. And also we'll get to talk about what makes opera singing different from other types of singing. And I think that that is a really interesting topic to explore. It allows us to dig deeper into what makes opera possible. 
How did you decide that we would explore this topic as our fall boot camp? Was there something about the audience and maybe their learning development or previous topics that we've explored that guided you to make this choice? Well, this particular topic has been on my radar for quite some time because I feel like over the past several years at the Met Opera Guild, our boot camp audiences have gone on quite a journey with me exploring many different aspects of what it takes to bring opera to life. So we've had an opera boot camp that is an introduction to the opera orchestra. We've had a boot camp that was an introduction to the opera chorus. We've talked about opera behind the scenes, looking at stagecraft and designing and directing productions. We've looked at the compositional process, so looking at opera from the page to the stage and how composers bring stories to life through the music. But in all of this, we haven't really had an opera boot camp that is dedicated to looking at operatic singing. And so I feel like we are at the point now where we've looked at many of the different musical components and the different compositional components. And it's finally time for us to dig into that aspect of opera that really sets it apart from all other art forms. And that is operatic singing. You don't have singing throughout in a play, and the type of singing we have in opera is a little bit different from what you find in, say, musical theater. So it's something that is a really special part of this particular art form, and it's something that the people who work as opera singers dedicate their lives to developing this skill and this artistry. And so I think it's really exciting that we now have a chance to dig into what it takes to bring opera to life for the actual singer and all of the training and preparation that goes into creating those roles and and creating a career as an opera singer. So that's how I came to this. It really was through kind of a long evolution of looking at different components of the opera and exploring those through opera boot camp and finally getting to the point where we've looked at all the other components, but we haven't yet focused on singing. So it's exciting that we can now turn our attention to the part of opera that brings many of us into the opera house in the first place, the beautiful voices. I love the idea of a deep dive into this topic, but what are you most excited to share with audiences? So one of the things that I am excited to share is just how much I've been able to find of singers who are active in the field today, names we've probably heard of, people you've probably seen on stage, people who I really admire, talking about their process and talking about what it takes. I was a little bit worried when we were moving everything into this virtual platform that I wouldn't be able to actually interview singers in person, which was part of my original plan. And so I had to do some some changing of my strategy and my research, but as a result, I was able to find just amazing testimonials from singers where they actually talk about their process and they talk about their training and they talk about all these kind of nitty gritty things that go into being an opera singer. And so I have a wonderful array and quite a variety of clips of opera singers talking about opera singing. And I think that's going to be really exciting and interesting for the audience to hear. I know we always love hearing from our audience what kernels or nuggets of knowledge they've captured after an event or what was a takeaway for them. What is it that you hope audiences will take away after they've attended Opera Boot Camp this fall? 
I think whenever audiences hear an opera, when they are in the opera house, when they're listening to recordings, when they're listening to live streams, I think that there is an immediate appreciation for the skill and the talent that an opera singer has. But I think it is still a little bit of a mystery, especially if you've never really had any voice lessons yourself or done any kind of training in classical music. It's still a little bit of a mystery how singers get to that point. So I think what audiences will take away from this course, or what I hope they will take away, is a deeper knowledge of the actual process and what it takes, all the steps leading up to that final performance. And I think that is going to give everybody that is part of this a much deeper understanding and appreciation for the actual job of an opera singer and what goes into it. And so I think that's what I hope people take away from it is that this greater knowledge of the actual path to becoming the diva on stage that we see and appreciating just how much hard work goes into it and what all the different types of hard work are because it's so much more than just singing. Thanks so much, Naomi. This is such a great topic and one that audiences always have so many questions about. All of the course materials for Opera Boot Camp, including the lectures and handouts, will be available for audiences beginning October the 19th via our online learning platform, Thinkific. Once the materials are available, you will have 60 days to watch and explore the course from the comfort of your own home. Registration is now open and available, and you can visit us at metguild.thinkific.com. Saturday score reading classes have been a staple at the Guild since 2012. These classes offer a chance to explore an opera through the musical score, giving beginners and experts alike the tools to really delve into the music and experience a new way of listening to the opera. We provide annotated score excerpts for the operas discussed, and we talk about all different kinds of things in the class. One of my favorite discussions that often comes up is where instructions from the composer end and the artistry of the singer begins. There is so much information encoded into the score, so by actually looking at it and understanding what we're seeing, it gives us a much better sense of how the singers bring their own artistry to the information that they see in front of them and how they need to interpret the musical symbols and interpret the role. We also talk a lot about compositional strategies, and this is another interesting part of score reading is that you can actually get into how a composer creates a certain effect or goes about telling the story through the music. So in a way, you kind of get to dissect the structure and the process that a composer goes through and how they brought the story to life through sound. And every composer is different, every opera is different, and so each score reading class reveals different and interesting things. I am excited to introduce my friend and colleague, Dr. Naomi Purley, who will lead two classes of score reading this season, one that explores Wagner's Tristan und Isolde, and another that will celebrate Beethoven's 250th birthday with his only opera, Fidelio. Welcome, Naomi. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Naomi, for having me on your podcast, and I'm really excited and looking forward to joining the Met Opera Guild. Last year, I completed my PhD in musicology at the City University of New York Graduate Center, and I wrote a dissertation that focused on chamber music 
um, in France around 1890 to 1910. And one of the things I focused on in my dissertation was how um, the music of Wagner and his whole aesthetic actually influenced French composers writing chamber music. So I have uh, academic interests in opera from looking at, you know, sort of the relationship between opera and absolute music in France during that period of time. Um, but also um, in terms of my own performance background as a musician, um, I studied piano from a very young age, um, and piano was my main instrument um, in undergrad. Um, but I also have a lot of experience as a choral singer, so I don't quite have the, the training or the technique of an opera singer, but choral singing has certainly been pretty important um, to me throughout my life. And I sing currently with the New York-based choir Polyhymnia, which focuses on Renaissance sacred music. Now, I know that you love these operas, but what makes you excited to teach these as score reading classes? What I'm excited to share with the audience uh, this year in the score reading classes is my historical knowledge of where each of these operas kind of fits in within the larger narrative of the development of Western music. And just to give you an example of that, the first opera we'll be looking at, Wagner's Tristan und Isolde. I think a lot of people know that this is a really famous opera, that this is an influential opera, but they might not really understand what exactly is it is about it that makes it so well known and that caused it to have such an effect on both composers and audience goers in the later 19th century and into the 20th century. And so one of the things we'll be doing with Tristan und Isolde is I'll be unpacking a bit the harmonies that Wagner uses in that opera and looking at, you know, what makes these particular sounds so unique and stand out from anything that had been previously composed and why was this so influential for other composers. So hopefully we'll be able to do kind of similar things in uh, subsequent classes as well and really kind of try to pair an in-depth look at the music and what's happening musically um, in the score of each of these operas and combine that with a larger awareness of what's going on historically during this period and where each opera kind of fits into that. So we have Wagner and Beethoven. What do these composers have in common, and in what ways are they very different? So in terms of what these operas have in common, um, I think it's pretty cool that the two operas that I'll be teaching about in the fall are by two of the real giants of uh, the German canon, um, Wagner and Beethoven. But what's interesting about um, having an opera by Wagner and then an opera by Beethoven is that while Wagner is known pretty much exclusively for his operas and for his innovations um, in operatic style, um, Beethoven is the opposite. He is really well known for his symphonic music, for his chamber music, for his piano sonatas, and really focusing more on instrumental music, um, and less so for vocal music, and certainly he's not particularly well known as an opera composer, and Fidelio is the only opera that he actually completed. So we're going to see kind of two opposite ends of the poles in terms of Wagner and Beethoven. You know, one 
a composer who really devoted his life's work to opera, and the other, a composer who's not so well known for writing opera, but did write this one um, quite pioneering opera that was really um, pretty unique for the time. So to wrap it up, what do you hope audiences come away with from these score reading classes? I hope that audience members come away from these classes First of all, more confident in the mechanics of actually reading a score and following along with a score. This is something that's difficult even for musicians to become proficient at. Being able to scan across a bunch of different lines and being able to pick out, you know, what is significant at each moment. Um, Being able to kind of keep time with the recording that you're listening to. Uh, while you're doing that, these are these are really skills that you have to practice in order to be good at. Just like you have to practice an instrument, you have to practice score reading. So my number one hope is that audience members come away feeling a little more confident um, that they could pick up any score they wanted to look at and get some useful information out of it. But score reading has to serve a larger purpose than just the mechanical act of reading the score and keeping time with what's happening in the performance. You hopefully also uh, gain from score reading classes a greater understanding of how the music actually works, how it's put together, and I hope that people will be able to take some of the um, methods that I use in these classes in terms of focusing in on what are some important musical ideas that come back over and over in a particular opera, Um, how do you pinpoint kind of significant moments in the opera and choose particular sections of an opera to zoom in on and study in more depth. I hope that people will be able to take those skills and apply them to other works that they want to study as well. Finally, I hope that students also get a wider appreciation of historically where the works that we're studying fit into the larger narrative of Western music history. Thanks so much, Naomi. These operas are such audience favorites. I am sure everyone will enjoy the opportunity to explore them from a deeper musical perspective. These two score reading classes will be held live via our online learning platform, Thinkific. The Tristan Untazolda class will be presented on Tuesday, October 13th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the Fidelio class will be presented on Saturday, December 12th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Annotated excerpts discussed in the class will be available for download as part of the class and you will be able to experience class from the comfort of your own home. Registration is now open and available. You can visit www.metguild.thinkific.com. We also have a variety of other courses available for you to explore on the site. You can take our opera bootcamp on conductors and conducting, or study Wagner's Ring, The Magic, Music, and Motifs with audience favorite Victoria Bond. You can also learn the basics of reading a score from our Introduction to Score Reading. These courses, and several more, are available now for all opera lovers. We know that this opera season will be unlike any we have ever experienced, but we will keep the music and the learning going through these virtual offerings. I'm Naomi Baratera. And I'm Stuart Holt. And thank you for joining us for this preview of our fall virtual learning opportunities. To keep up to date on all things opera, please make sure to follow the Metropolitan Opera Guild and the Metropolitan Opera on all your favorite social media platforms. 
We can't wait to see you either virtually or in person, and thanks for listening.